Today on the Dreams That Achieve podcast, we are delving into what it means to be a female in the Great Commission. Yes, we are jumping into a brand new series focused entirely on how to address her behaviors by digging even deeper to the deepest foundations of her worldview and her beliefs so that you can understand exactly what it is that she believes herself to be, who she believes God to be, and how she fits into his ultimate goal and purpose for her life and for his creation. All right, friend, let's get started. Hey, sweet friend, I'm Amanda Doherty, family life coach and founder of Dream Set Achieve, where I partner alongside amazing moms just like you who are in the throes of raising a teenage daughter. I hope that this podcast and all the resources on the Dream Set Achieve website will encourage, challenge, and motivate you to navigate the toughest issues surrounding raising an adolescent head on. You've got this, Mom, and I'm here to help. This is the Dream Set Achieve Podcast. Hey, Dream Set Achievers, welcome to another Monday, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Set Achieve Podcast. So the last four weeks, we have talked about things like casting vision. We've talked about baggage and allowing that to just be left at the foot of the cross and to move forward boldly into this next school year. Many of you are already in the 2019-2020 school year, and that just kind of blows my mind. My husband, again, we are located in Fort Collins, Colorado. I taught for five years, and my husband is now teaching here in Fort Collins in a middle school, and his first teacher workday is Wednesday, and I cannot believe that we are already entering into a brand new school year. And so because of that, many thoughts have been kind of crossing my mind as far as, okay, well, if I could help these sweet moms who are just doing everything they possibly can to get the next school year in order, what is one thing I could do to help serve them most effectively? And so we talked about planning. We talked about casting vision. We talked about ways in which to integrate a planner to help develop grit. We talked about baggage and leaving the things that we're afraid of in the past so that we can walk forward hopefully into a new school year with brand new possibilities. And so my next thought was, okay, was there a topic about teenage behaviors or relationships or social media? But really, when I really come down to the core of what I'm trying to do here, number one, all of those topics I just mentioned, those are behaviors and those are very surface level. So if I were to help kind of narrow down all of those topics into one specific series, it would be this, and that is called worldview. So let me pause by introducing you to this next series, because before I get into this too deeply, I really want you to understand the heart behind this particular series, why it's important, why it's most likely going to be the most valuable resource I ever post on any of the dreams that achieve podcasts or any of the dreams that achieve resources. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be really helpful resources. So please don't abandon ship after this series, but this is the foundation And that is the basic belief system and worldview that your daughter has that will shape every single decision that she ever makes for the rest of her life. Because when we think about the behaviors of any individual on the planet, every behavior, every action, every word that we speak is a reflection of a deeper understanding and belief that we are holding in our hearts that we may or may not be aware of. And so if we want to address a behavior, if we want to fix a behavior, if we want to correct or redirect a behavior, the behavior itself means nothing. The value comes in digging deeper to understand what are the roots behind this particular behavior. 
So think about this. I particularly hate gardening. I love the idea of gardening. I'm just terrible at it. My mother is a green thumb. My mother-in-law is a green thumb. I have benefited and reached the benefits from them and their wisdom and their ability to grow things for years. But I have not once, aside from my poor plant that's sitting here in my living room and that I'm looking at right now and thinking, yeah, it's probably on its way out. It's going to be with the Lord in heaven very soon. <laughs> I do not have the gift of gardening. But the idea and the imagery behind gardening, I can fully understand, especially when it comes to ideas like parenting. So when I look at a plant, right, if I look at my poor wilting dying plant, the leaves are the external. That is what I can see. I cannot necessarily see anything else other than the leaves. So when I look at the leaves, are they green? No. Are they thriving? Or are they wilting? Well, they're wilting. Okay, well, obviously something's wrong. Does it really have to do with the leaves though? That's what I have to ask my question. That's the question I have to ask myself because a behavior is kind of like a leaf. It's the external and visible sense of what's going on deeper into the roots of that plant. And so when I look at the leaves, I really have to consider, okay, well, the leaves are wilting. They're dry. They're yellow. There's got to be something wrong that the roots are trying to communicate to me. And the only way that it can communicate that to me is through those leaves. The issue is I have not watered this plant in a long time. It is thirsting itself to death, thirsting itself to death. It is dehydrated. It is not going to last much longer if I do not address that issue and pour water into the roots that the rest of the body can thrive. The same can be said about your daughter. Think about any behavior that she is currently exacerbating. Think about anything that's driving you bonkers as you're watching her just knocking your head against the wall, wondering why am I not getting through to this girl? The reason why is not because of the behavior. The behavior is not the thing that you are attacking. What you should be attacking is what the deeper roots that are planted into her heart are trying to communicate to you. That behavior is a cry for something. It's a cry for help. It's a cry of anger. It's a cry of depression. It's a cry of anxiety. It is a cry of fear. It is not the thing that you need to be addressing. It is not the thing that you need to be pouring out to the Lord to be able to speak life into your child. I was reading just today in the book of Jeremiah. I was finishing up the book of Jeremiah and entered into the book of Lamentations. And I remember wondering, why, Lord, did you open the book of Lamentations to me? And the verse that came to mind was in chapter 2 of Lamentations. Near the very end of that book, it said, We poured out my spirit for you, Lord. We poured out the spirit and I cried out to you for the lives of my children. And that's the position and the posture we need to have when we're thinking about, okay, what do I need to address this behavior? Ignore the behavior. That's just a cry for help. See that as it is. It is a communication style from your teenage daughter to you. There's something deeper at stake. So how do we address that behavior? And that comes down essentially to her worldview, her deepest beliefs. And what is going to shape her worldview and beliefs? It comes down to three questions. Number one, who does she think God is? Who does she think God is? And I want you to think about this for a minute because this answer determines everything. If she thinks that he is a benevolent God who has every interest in her life, who is very involved, who is going to be creating a path of success for her that has laid out steps towards allowing her to achieve what she was created to do in this life so that she can further his kingdom then she's going to thrive. 
If she believes that God is an absentee father who has very little to do with the daily ins and outs of her life, who is very uninterested, who has bigger problems to deal with, then she's not going to necessarily act in a way that's going to point towards the fact that she is a daughter of the creator and sustainer of the universe. That is not going to match up in her life. And if she believes that he has it out for her, then that's going to communicate through many behaviors that she is unloved, she is unwanted, and she is uncared for. And so the behaviors, again, are going to stem from those beliefs. The question that you need to ask yourself and the question that she needs to answer is who do you believe God is? I'll give you a quick hint. The answer to this is in the book of Ephesians. <laughs> if you want to really understand the depth of which God loves you, I would challenge you to open the book of Ephesians and dig deep. Dig deep. That has been a life source of mine, especially in the adoption of our son, because so much of the book of Ephesians points back to, hey, you were separated from me. I have adopted you as sons and daughters, as heirs of my inheritance. Now you are going to be my lineage forever because you are sealed in the promise because Jesus sealed that promise for you. I have gone back to the book of Ephesians for my son because he is adopted. I have gone back to the book of Ephesians for myself. In many ways, I think the adoption has informed me and given me very personal insight into this. And I cannot tell you what it means to understand and to truly believe that God is the creator and sustainer of the universe and that he chose you, that he is choosing or has chosen already your daughter. And there is nothing on this planet that will separate her from his love if she is chosen to be part of his family. So that's number one. Who does she think God is? Number two, who does she think she is? Now, this is not necessarily an opportunity to encourage her to be self-aware in the sense that's going to create self-arrogance. What we're really talking about is, is she secure in who she is and her identity in the context of God? Does she know that she is a daughter of the highest king? Does she know that she can reach out and lift her head in the presence of God and know that her future is sealed and the promise that she has eternal life with him and that when he looks at her, he does not see her sin, but the perfection of his son. Does she know that? If not, is she going to walk confidently in this life? No. She's going to act and behave out of fear. She's going to act and behave out of insecurity. But once she understands that and knows that 100,000%, there is nothing that will stop your daughter. There is nothing that will stop your daughter. That's question number two. The final one is, how does she fit into God's plan? Because God created her for a purpose. You know that and I know that. And it's funny because even though we know that for our own daughters, there are moments where we ourselves are wondering, why did you put me here, Lord? Why am I here? Well, the thing is, there are moments where your daughter is going to have self-conscious thoughts here. She is going to think she has these giftings. She has put them to test. She has been burned before, either by her friends or her relatives or the local church. And she is wondering, how do I fit into this whole picture? How do I serve in a context of a fallen world? How do I do that? I don't have an answer for you, but there are things that I can do to help you encourage her. And we are going to talk about that. In fact, that is the topic 
for Thursday's blog message. So if you are looking for something controversial to read, get ready and put your alarm clocks on for 7 a.m. on Thursday because it will be live and I'm praying hard about that, but I think it is a message that your daughter and you need to hear as a purpose of acknowledging that as women, we have very unique and distinct roles in the culmination of the Great Commission that God has set before the foundation of the earth. And I want to encourage you that this is a source of encouragement, but it's also going to be a source of painful truth. And I think we need to come to terms with that, that we live in a fallen world that where a woman's involvement in the Great Commission may not be the most welcome thing. And yet God has gifted her to do just that. And so we will talk about that again this this week specifically. That is the major topic that we're going to talk about. And so those are the three questions we're addressing in this next series. I don't want to tell you it's going to be perfect. I don't want to tell you that I have all the answers leading into this because I don't. If I did, I would get paid a lot more money than I do right now, I got to tell you. But I am here to help you remember that every single behavior that's causing you a headache and a half, that you're going to bed with two excedrin every single night, the reason why is because she's communicating something to you. Rather than throwing in the towel and thinking I'm done with this, she can figure it out on her own. Remember, this is a cry for help. This might be exactly the words that you've wanted to hear for the past months of waiting in and out of every day, wondering if her behaviors are going to draw her into a hole that she cannot dig herself out of. My sweet friend, the holes that she cannot dig herself out of are the holes in which God is going to speak into her life because she knows that it is not on her strength, it is on his. So we need to embrace the chaos that's about to happen and we need to embrace the chaos of the current season of our lives because God will use these years. He is not going to waste them. He is going to use them for his glory and he is going to use them for her good. I know that and I need you to believe me with that. And as we enter into this next series, as we enter into a new school year, this is most valuable information I can send to you that God has a plan here. He has not created her just to allow her to sit here and drown. He created her for a great and marvelous purpose. And he has placed her in your life because he knew that you are the person who is going to be responsible for shaping her understanding of how she fits in to his great plan. All right, that got deep real fast, didn't it? This is the topic I am so passionate about. There is probably never going to be a topic I am more passionate about than digging down to the base root layers of her heart and of her soul and of her beliefs, because that's where all of the good things lie. And so just a couple of things before we wrap up. This is probably going to be the shortest podcast you'll ever hear from me, but I wanted to just give you an understanding of what we're about to dive into. I don't want to just throw all this information at you, but the number one thing I need you to hear me from me today is because we are women, because we are women living and serving a God who has a commission to fulfill, there are going to be things in which you and I are uniquely qualified to do. God created male and female distinctly unique to fulfill his purpose. We have a role that is absolutely beautiful. And when you read the New Testament, there are interactions that Jesus has with women that just make your heart melt. You realize that you were not made to be second class or that you weren't made to fight for the same rights that men were in the Great Commission. He created you very distinctly unique. You have a role and a purpose in this commission, in this life. You are not a second thought to God. You were created exactly the way you were and exactly the gender you needed to be to be able to fulfill the role that he has designed you to have and to fulfill in this world. 
I need you to hear that. I need you to believe that. And so as we enter into this next series, my prayer for you and my prayer for your daughter is that you would know how deeply loved, valued, cherished, and beautiful you are to the creator of the heavens. Because this world is fallen. And many of the things that we are trying to understand about God, we are seeing through a filthy lens that is being presented to us by a fallen world and a fallen creation. But one day we're going to have full capacity to see with pure clarity in the presence of God exactly what it was that God thought and designed when he created you and when he created me and when he created our daughters. So know that this was not a mistake. Know that you have a very distinct purpose in your daughter's life and that you as a woman are going to be a lens through which she understands and interprets scripture for the rest of her life. So no pressure, right? (laughs) I think about this often. So much of when we are reading the Bible and when we are reading scriptures, so much of our understanding comes from our experiences around us. The Bible is unique in the fact that it is a document that is living and breathing. And so because of that, it is timeless, yet it's always timely. We could read the same passage a hundred times throughout our lives and get a fully 100% different interpretation of it every single time because God places that passage in our lives on the days in which we need it to understand exactly what he is calling us to do that day. I believe that. I believe that with all of my heart. It took me years to understand just how alive and authoritative the Bible could be in my life. And so, so much of what this next series is going to be is how to delve deeply into scripture in a way that's going to expose the heart of God, expose our purpose in the will of God, and allow us to create pathways for our daughters to walk and allow ourselves to be lenses through which she interprets who God is, who she is, and how she fits into the plan that God is creating her to be in. So that's all I'm going to tell today. I don't want to tell you too much more. This is the shortest podcast. Again, you're probably ever going to hear from me, but I want you to hear me, friend. This behavior that you are currently fighting, this frustration that's causing you sleepless nights, it is not forever. It is not going to be in vain. You are not walking this path for no purpose. You are doing it because you are called to it. And God did not put you on this path just to allow you to wander off into the wilderness, wondering if you're ever going to find the promised land. He's going to land you there one day, I promise. And he is not keeping you in the wilderness a day longer than what he intends for you to be because you need it. You need it. I'm saying this while I'm also gritting my teeth because I know that there will be a day when I am in the same path as you. (laughs) I'm in the same wilderness wondering, what am I missing, Lord? And how can I figure it out so I can get back on the path? to the promised land? How can I be delivered from this particular frustration? Friend, you're going to get there. You need to believe that you're going to get there. Scripture promises you'll get there in this life or the next. Perfection will occur. But I do believe that there is goodness in the land of the living. I believe that with all of my heart. Scripture says that in the book of Psalms, chapter 26, it says that. And I know that God's going to have good things for you here in the land of the living and that he is not creating your daughter to struggle in this area without any consequence to her future benefit and her future ability to fulfill his will in his kingdom. All right, I'm just going to pray for us as we enter this series because I need you to know my heart is for you and I'm cheering for you and you have this because you were called to it by the creator and sustainer of the entire universe who calls you his daughter and who calls your daughter a blessed daughter of the highest king. So Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this 
capacity to be able to speak on behalf of your daughters, because I am moved so deeply by the fact that you call me a daughter. I don't deserve it. These women I am speaking to do not deserve it. And yet you have called us your daughters anyway. So many times we walk in the shadows of doubt. We walk in our behaviors are based on fear and frustration and anger and, and doubt and depression and anxiety. And yet you have it all figured out. And all we have to do is lean deeper into your understanding and into your will that you have this figured out. So God, I just pray for the women in this particular family that you would just continue to to grow this family, to know who you are, to develop a community in which we can encourage one another in this amazing gift you've given us to be parents and mothers of the future generation of your kingdom. And I pray that you would expose areas where we need to grow, that you would encourage and nurture areas in which we are already growing, and that you would allow us to have faith that is beyond capacity of, of believing what our hearts so deeply want to not believe. So God, I pray for these women this week that they would just go boldly into this next week knowing that you have a plan and a path for them. And we just are so grateful for this platform that allows us to really share our hearts for you and for the daughters that you are developing to be mighty warriors of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.